0: Welcome to the Power of Positivity podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harris. This is a podcast where you find the positive in every situation. Where my guests and I share our very personal stories of struggling with hardship, addictions, feelings of hopelessness, rage, depression, and so much more. Where we share why we decided to change our lives for the better, how we overcame adversity, and how we transformed our worlds into places filled with gratitude, love, and joy. Ultimately, the Power of Positivity POP podcast is here to help you realize and stand in your true power. The POP podcast is here to show you that happiness and success are truly available to all. What's up, good people? I'm Nick Harris, and I'm stoked to have you here with us today. Today's episode It's the first episode with a guest. My first ever guest on the Power Positivity podcast is Matt Brunson, guitarist from the doomy yet groovy legendary metal band, none which is heavier than Crowbar. When I came up with the concept for this podcast early last year, I just knew that Matt had to be my first guest. I knew the impact he would have on people. Why do I think he'll have such an impact on people? Well, it stems from being on tour in Europe in 2010 with Crowbar and my band Armed for Apocalypse. There was a situation where the Crowbar camp was dealing with a member of their crew, and this member was on the brink of being sent home. And with all that was going on, it was always stayed with me how Matt handled this situation. Everyone else was super pissed, but he was totally chill. Now, Matt's a total metalhead. And you know the stereotypical metalhead, right? Hard, tattooed, long hair, and it certainly doesn't show any emotion. But Matt flips the scripts on his head. Sure, Matt is a long-haired, in tattooed dude, and he's also in one of the heaviest metal bands in the world, but he always keeps his cool, always stays calm and collected. But why? Because Matt's done the work. He self-reflects, and he makes very conscious decisions. So I couldn't be more excited to have Matt on my first podcast guest. Matt and I actually recorded this podcast on April 8th, 2022. Matt and Crowbar were touring at the time, and the closest we could get to each other was LA. So I flew to him solely for the purpose of recording this interview. And of course, to see Crowbar. Not going to lie, Crowbar is one of my favorite bands of all time. But not only is Matt an incredibly successful musician, he's also a martial arts instructor. He teaches Korean hanmu-do and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Matt is passionate about the power of breath work, especially when it comes to anger management. Matt has done the work to keep us cool, to stay calm, and to stay collected. Let's dive in. All right, what's up, everybody? My name is Nick Harrison. We're sitting here with Matt Brunson. This is the very first ever Power Positivity Podcast with Nick Harris. Welcome extremely grateful to have matt here matt what's happening matt is in a band called crowbar
1: one of our favorite bands of all time what is up how's tour going dude so far so good we've had a few setbacks on this one though so uh in the beginning we all missed a couple of shows because of weather okay um and then when you say all i mean all the bands are like yeah so we actually missed two the whole tour package missed one in salt lake and we we weren't able to make the one in denver we just kind of missed the window for the Uh weather right but uh yeah so then uh we got a little more through the tour phil from sacred reich was having some problems breathing he's asthmatic so he was sad he had like three different like viruses going on so they had to take uh about a week off of the tour and then we were in el paso and uh eloy the drummer for sepultura went to step off the stage and he stepped on a road case instead of the steps something like that and he fell to uh tibial fractures in his leg so they've got a backup drummer, uh, a really talented guy named Bruno. How they get this guy in like a day or two? How does I that even know, work? No, it's the Brazilian connection. Really? Yeah. yeah, he's another Brazilian guy and he came in and they were rehearsing, you know, when we were for the show in San Diego and he just came out and just fucking destroyed just it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just, yeah, completely owned it. Everybody was just like, wow. Like, How does that band consistently get radical drummers? I think, I, I think it's just the, the calling card of the band. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't, don't knock if you can't absolutely shred. I think that's just the way it works. I know. love it, dude. I love it. That's so awesome. So, so tour's going well. So, this is the last... No, two more dates, right? Yeah, so, we have tonight and we're in Berkeley tomorrow. And, and, then, said, and then we're done. Okay. And then you yeah. said so you're going to deadhead homes. So you're going to drive all the way back to New Orleans. Yeah. So, so it's going to be now? a little rough. It's like three days. Okay. okay. Yeah. But at least you're in a bandwagon. Yeah. It could, like, like I'm not complaining, complaining. Yeah, like, yeah. It, <laughs> the, the drives are always like what they are, but like could be worse. We could be in like... Crammed in like a Crown Vic or something, you know, it's like yeah. like towing like a little U-Haul or something. OK, OK.
0: Yeah, yeah I, uh, I once did headed myself from Portland to Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara to Brooklyn. I don't recommend it. No, 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 no. Don't no, recommend no, no. it. It's no. not no fun. Uh, all right. Cool. Hey, so you you guys have
1: coerced tour with several tours several times, right? Well, this will be the second one. I mean, yeah, so the first oh, okay. one we ever did was with you guys in okay. 2010. Okay, and that was when we got to, you know met you guys and the Sepultura guys and you know we've crossed paths tons yeah. of different times like at shows, festivals, things like that. Okay. You know, tons of like meetups or whatever. But this is the second time we toured with. them. Okay,
0: so I was going to ask you like, the comparison between the crowds in Europe with Sepultura versus the crowds here. Because I remember being there and people were like
1: waiting. For Sepultura. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's same, still the same thing here. Same here. here. Yeah. You okay, know, they did yeah. the meet and greets every day. And, and you amazing. know, depending on where you are, uh, I think they had like 40 or 50 people like in New York, you know, it's like, a, yeah, the, it's the same. You it's know, a people, they come out and just start ripping it. People go bonkers. You know? Yeah. Dude, I mean, Andreas, he's still like, all, those guys are still, still like, shredding. Yeah, yeah. Every, everybody's like fine, like well oiled machines. Yeah.
0: You know? I Oh, man, I remember. When I first saw them on that tour, and like they all came out in like their jumpsuits and stuff, and we were yeah. like, What's going on? Like, this is like a team. Like they were like all yeah. dressed, and then Derek had the freaking
1: robe, the sepulchre S on. Do, now that you mentioned, I do remember that. Oh that was man. great. That was yeah. a good time, man. That's no. when we
0: all first met, that was Absolutely. Awesome.
1: Yeah, it was good times for
0: sure. That was you guys, handling and us on a bus. Yeah. On one um, nightliner. Yeah. One nightliner. And Seven guys that could barely speak any English. You guys were from New Orleans, and then us, like, California boys, and it's like, how do we make this work? How do we? No, everybody just hung out. It, it worked was perfect. It, worked. it was awesome, dude. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, that's dope, dude. Okay, so the new record, okay? So tell me about Zero and Below. So, of course, this writing process might have, or I shouldn't
1: say of course, but it was a little bit different, right? From Well, so here's the thing is that we wrote that record, like, well before any of the pandemic. Oh! So, okay. in fact, February of 2020, so basically, like, before the technical everything kicked off, because I believe it wasn't until March, until things got a little, yeah started getting a little squirrely, but we had already had, that record is already recorded, mixed, mastered, turned into the label in, like, February of 2020. Oh! So, unfortunately, oh, yeah. we had to sit on the record for, like... Two years, yeah, you know, but it—it it was just one of those things. It's really not like nowadays the way the the climate is. Like you can't really release anything and not tour on it. Yeah, it became no, you sure. know, especially a band like us. You know, we're not like that next level like like Metallica. Yeah, they can just put out a record. You know, big bands yeah. like that. But like we need to be able to get some legwork in. We weren't able to do it, so it was like, look, even though it's going to be super painful. To have this thing ready to go. I mean, artwork, everything. You know what I mean? Like, you know. Oh, man. It's like like when you were a kid, you know, like circling stuff in a Sears catalog. You know, for like Christmas. You know you're going to get it, right? But it's just one of those things that we had to wait. And it was like, even though it was painful, it was well worth it in the end because we've gotten so much uh, really good press you know yeah. for the record a lot of people love it they've been comparing it to a lot of the old classic records yeah. um just in just the, the vibe of it you know yeah. and it's just one of those things we and to be honest it, you know not that it was uh i say a shock but not really you know you want you're anticipating your record to be well received every time mm-hmm. you make it or whatever it is that you do but at the same time you know to us it was just another album You know, it felt no different than making any of the the last, you know, the ones that I had been part of. So it was like to us, we were just it was like business as usual in the sense of like, yeah, we're making a record. It's fun. We love what we're doing, but you don't anticipate it to be anything other than, than what it is and then when people really start getting behind it it's it's like you know people ask oh you know when you guys were making this record did, it's like did you know you were like, no, we had no idea no you know you're just making music like you're creating you know so it's just but we're super happy and everything's been really good like a lot of great response you know not a lot of negative uh even in, like, some of, like, the places where you're going to see a lot of the negatives, like, mm-hmm. YouTube comments and things yeah. like that, it's hardly any hate. So, hey, man, if we really? survive, can't if we survive the, the YouTube gauntlet so far, you know. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah, so I, I guess in like, my mind I was under the impression that because of when it came out, I was
1: assuming that it was, like, all right, we're stuck at home, let's run the record kind of. You know, it, it's and that's perfectly like that's we get that a lot, yeah. you know, as far as just like, Man, you know, looks like the pandemic, you know, and then like people I've seen people like kinda like in reviews or just people commenting on man, the pandemic really got them fired up to turn this record out. And it's like, I wish that was the case, yeah. but you know, it wasn't, you know. So, so you guys re- recorded it,
0: mixed it, mastered it, artwork done, turned it into the label. Sat on set. it. Set. For like oh, two years. Oh, man. Oh, man. I think every time I die, I had that same situation where they were, like, ready to go, at least they,
1: Yeah. I'm not 100% sure on that one, but yeah, I know that it was... Like- and then, you know, Sepultura released the Quadra album, and I don't remember if they... I think it was, like, just right before. So mm-hmm. they, you know, made the... You know, it wasn't like they rolled the dice or anything, if I you know, if I remember right. I think they released it and then it happened. So oh. they, they're in the same boat as us. The only difference is that they, they made the release. Yeah. You know. And uh so they they're doing a really good job, of, like, you know, trying to keep people keep, keep going. it yeah, keep yeah. it going. Remember, you know, we yeah. had a we did put a record out, now we're getting able, you know, we're able to make some uh Play some songs for you guys, you know. That's so. so cool. So I see that you guys have tapes for this record. How, how are the tapes going? The cassette tapes? Yeah. Right, right. It looks like, so awesome. You know, the funny thing is about that, like, uh, like a couple of years ago, we toured with High on Fire. Okay. And we were, and I was talking to Matt Pike, and I said, man, we were just, uh, I saw something that they had posted, the album that they were, they had just released at the time, uh, cassette tapes. And I said, I was like, man, because he's like, man, you wouldn't believe it. People are like, what's old is new again. People are loving this like kind of retro piece of history, you know. I love it. And uh, yeah, I'm just laughing. It's like, man, you remember having to rewind, a re-spool those things with pencils. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> the and, pencil was perfect. <laughs> now, yeah. Now everybody, everybody wants them again. And it's just cool, you know. And the other thing we had was the long box CD. You oh. remember? If you remember when they came out, they had to have them as tall as the cassette. You know, like, this tall as vinyls and stuff. Oh, so yeah. Now they, they just start putting them in, like, these pl- those plastic things for a while. But you remember they used to come in the, the box, dude, you know, the CD. Dude, I forgot about that. That long was that was, pretty young. that was, like, the, eight. yeah. Well, that was, like, at the, right at the beginning of all of the CD stuff, oh. you know. So they came in those really long boxes. And people, like, I think people, some people might have bought them thinking that there was something extra special to them. And they were, like, man, I got the long box CD. Like, what's up with I'm, like, dude, it literally... Just comes in a long fun. box. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you get a little like elongated, like some more rectangular kind of artwork with it, I guess. But that's cool though. But that's no, cool. it's it's a whole different trip, you know? And it's just, it's one of those things, you know? I remember like I teach like kids martial arts and stuff like that. And like the, the teenagers and like telling them about like blowing their minds about like, pagers. They're like, oh, wait a minute. So somebody pages. had to call that thing and then you had to go find a phone and call them. Like, man, I was like, that was the best we had, man. Like, Dude. you know, Pagers, yeah. Yeah. Page me. I remember
0: those days. Oh. Well, I never had a pager, but, like, I remember, like, or, like, watching a movie from the 90s, and they're, like, yeah, I got to take this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, um, cool, dude. Okay, so you said earlier that when you guys are done with this one, you're going to be done until July, probably? Well,
1: probably around the summer. we got some festival, like a festival okay. date booked. And then uh, they're starting, you know, more stuff starting to come in. Yeah, so we're it, probably sure. going to, uh, you know, make a summer, fall run on it, too. I love that. I love yeah.
0: that. Well, hey, so a couple things, just some history stuff. I remember,
1: if I remember correctly, you were tattooing, right? Well, yeah, well, what happened was I was uh, starting to. start okay. to apprentice a little bit. And then, yeah. you know, the music thing started happening, yeah. you know, so it was kind of hard to juggle all of that at once. but I still obviously love the the, the tattoo thing. yeah my for girl sure. my girlfriend's a tattoo artist. So, I love yeah, that yeah
0: I love that. So then remind me again, like what how did you because you were playing with wait I forget you were playing bass.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, so we're talking about, like, how the whole thing... How you got into Crowbar, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, well, me and Kirk were friends, because, like, I used to play in a local, you know, local bands, and we'd open up for Crowbar. Okay. And me and Kirk became friends, and uh, eventually became roommates, and, uh, you know, the whole Kingdom thing, I was like, man, you know, need a bass player. So, that happened, and, you know, we did some, uh, we did some touring on that, and then we went out, and... uh, Steve, the guitar player who was in Crowbar at the time, Steve Gibb, he was like, you know, doing on a whole different trip. He was like starting a CrossFit gym. He was like down in Miami and he was just like on a whole different thing. So he really wasn't involved anymore. And like I said at the time, uh, you know, I had already done a few spot gigs here and there. filling Mm -hmm. in for Steve with Crowbar anyway. And then, um, you know, just loves living with Kirk. And it just just fell in a place like that. Like there was no crazy... You know, no. wild process or anything like that. In fact, I remember people like, man, you know, like it was some watershed moment, breaking the news. Like, no, we were literally like drinking a, a case of beer, like a Red Baron pizza in the oven or something. That. He's like, dude, you're in the band. Like, all right. You know, I love that. So yeah. Like, yeah. And you said Keenan. That's Keenan with Sorrow with Jamie Joshua. Yeah. 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 That was like the first thing I did that had any sort of uh, you know, wings <laughs> behind it. You yeah.
0: know. And I remember like, Kirk used to be like. Talking about because you you come from like more like a
1: shreddy lineage, right? Yeah, yeah. I grew up with all the like <laughs> all the shred guitar players. <laughs> <and stuff. laughs> don't you
0: playing that fucking. He said something backstage about like don't be doing that noodly shit <laughs>
1: or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Always oh, just joking around, you know. Like we'll do stuff like on stage or whatever. Cause, yeah. You know, Tommy comes, you know, from the soil and green background, like yeah. blast beat stuff. Like the other night, we were, we always do this kind of like you know, just kind of like weird thing on stage and like always add something into it. Like one, like I was like, man, when we do the little, uh, the little, cause like, yeah, whenever the band like if the crowd starts giving us a crowbar chant yeah. Tommy will hit like a cool little drum beat and I'll just kind of choke some stuff and we'll always add something in there it's like man let's end it on a, on a blast you know <laughs> you know but yeah uh, yeah, yeah, so it, it's fun man but yeah coming doing that stuff but yeah I mean Kingdom and then you know after that you know I've just been doing crowbar for the last yeah. I don't know 15 16 years yeah, you were like, like full
0: that. in the band like when we first met you like you were like you, I remember you,
1: like, used to handle all the merch and
0: stuff, I feel like, because you were, like...
1: we, we, Well, you know, it was just one of those things, you know, certain stuff kind of gets delegated mm-hmm. around. So, you know, we just, you just, the way it works, though, you know, like, we don't have a uh, a crew, mm-hmm. you know. And, like, now, uh, Kirk's wife, Robin, she handles, you know, merchandise and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But basically, you know, it was just everybody just kind of pitched in back yeah. then. It was just... Somebody needed help doing something like, man, like sometimes I would advance the shows. Sometimes Kirk would do it, you know, mm-hmm. just like it was a lot more DIY back then. Um, but, you know, yeah. as, as the time goes, kind of everybody it, figures out what they want to do. But at the time, yeah, I was kind of helping with the merch a little bit. But yeah, I mean, for the longest time, Robin's been yeah. handling that. Yeah. I mean,
0: Robin, I mean, we interviewed you guys, well, that was 2010 in Europe and then I think it was again in 2014 and she was like full on like.
1: Yeah, yeah. So by that regular, time, yeah, because yeah. we did that US tour. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was awesome.
0: Okay, cool. Hey, so so I kinda wanted to switch gears a little bit. Because you sure. mentioned you you mentioned uh teaching kids martial arts. Yes, yeah, yeah. And that's actually what got us here today is cause okay. You know, well let I me. Mean, okay, so just a quick little background. Because I talked to Cale about this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cale is just a quick background. Kale is my guitar. Well, just for the listeners. Kale is my guitarist, right? And he was on that tour with us with Kale, And and he doesn't tour with our band anymore. But long story short, I asked him, like, hey, tell me about that night. Do you remember what happened? And it was, the night was, there was a member of your crew, if you will. Not to name names, if you will. And, like, there was a situation where I remember it got really getting to this point where you're like, that are they, your crew, your crowbar was like, okay, that's it. He's going home. We can't have this person representing us anymore. And I just remember being like, I remember you personally were sitting on the bus and like a, in one of the, the bench seats and you were just sitting there and you were so pissed, but like you were so cool, calm and collected, but I never, I'll never forget like the way you were handling it. In my mind, thinking like, he's got full control of the situation he's not letting it anger
1: get the best of them. that that one in particular i guess you know so yeah. it's like uh, you know it's one of those things like people do ask me about certain stuff like that you know like everybody brings in like this in thing of martial arts mm-hmm. and it's just it's a work in progress you okay. know it's like like i always tell people i'm like full disclosure man i have meltdowns just like anybody else but it's okay. like you know i think what it just anytime stuff like that happens you just have to like you got to give yourself like a 10 count, you know, like in your head, Yeah, you know, give yourself a 10 count. And you're like, all right, like something crazy is going on. It's like, all right, is it going to benefit me to like pop up right now and get wild, you know, and just like start yelling and screaming? Um it's a situ- you know, And it's one of those things. Sometimes you do have to kind of spring into action. Like if you need to stand up for somebody, you need yeah. to like dissolve, you know, just try to dissolve something. You need to take action, you know. But sometimes it's like the situation's playing out to where like if you do get up and take action, get involved, it's like you're just you're just going to elongate the situation, yeah. make it more complicated. Okay. And so that's the whole thing. like. As far as like you know, being too emotional about something, it, it happens to everybody. But you know, sometimes those is moments where you're like, all right, you're in that perfect frame of mind where you can really absorb the situation for what it is, and just be like, man, is it really going to benefit me or anybody else in this situation to start getting involved? So, you know? well, okay, so you
0: mentioned like a ten count. So, like, would do you like? Did you learn something from your martial arts training, for example, or did do you have any tools that you have in your toolbox that are like,
1: when you get triggered or something frustrates you, you're like, you're like well, the main thing, yeah, from you get from martial arts is, is the breathing, okay, you know, like the breathing, okay. like uh, the Chinese call it chi, Japanese, Koreans call it ki, but okay. it's just, you know, life force energy, you know, you breathing in, breathing out. So you want to breathe in a, in a count. So like the way it works, like I say a 10 count because it's, it's like a four second inhale, pause two, out four, you know, in, pause two, out four, you know, four in, two out, you know, like you want to think about it on a loop and you can kind of like really start where you can, if you even just sit down and do that, just get the count roll and you can just Mm -hmm. kind of feel your body relaxing, you know, you're just like blood pressure starts to stabilize you know, you just even if you feel calmer mentally, just everything can start to chill out. And even in the craziest situations, you know, while you're like, uh, it, it, you can kind of just swap it out for what most people do. Like when you get really, if you're so angry and you're sitting there, most people just breathe it like really, really in and out, in and out. And all it does elevate your heart, which mm-hmm. keeps everything rolling in that kind of chaotic fashion. But if you kind of relax and take those. Take those deep breaths, even if you're not thinking enough to do like a four in, two, four out, like a chain, just in slow, out slow and just kind of relax. And like your mind starts to calm down, okay. you know, and you, you really get into that kind of alpha state, you know, with your brain and just everything starts to you can start making calculated decisions that make sense at that point. You know, because I know a lot of people, how many times have you been in that situation where you're like, man, if I would have just reacted the way, you know. I initially wanted to, like, how bad would that have been, Yeah, you know? You just get to get up long and long swat somebody or just get up and say something you really shouldn't say or just, you know, just be in this elevated state for no reason, mm-hmm. you know? It really yeah. does, like, and that's the whole thing. But, you know, uh, we've all been, I've all, you know, nobody's perfect, you know? And, you know, I you can't, I don't know anybody. I mean, even the greatest, greatest of masters, even they might have had a, a cooler, uh, Poker face, but man, everybody flies <laughs> off the handle, you know. Fair enough.
0: And it's so, just... like, okay, so for me and my study of yoga, we call or what I've learned is that that breathing exercise is pranayama, right? Right, <sighs> I don't know what just happened there, but uh, well, yeah, so is that like the same thing for you?
1: Yeah, um, I, basically, they just you know, uh, where I learned it from, uh, I would just call it key breathing, you know, key breathing exercises, and uh. And just It's lower instead of breathing through the, the, the top of the chest. It's just that low, you know, it's like instead of breathing high here like that, you know, that's, you know, you're not getting full uh, lung capacity. You're, mm. Your rib cage isn't expanding. You know, you want to breathe here. Yeah. So basically the, the Koreans refer to it as the danjun. And it's like basically a space that's like a, like two inches below your navel. It's the center. Japanese call it the hara, I believe. Okay. You know. Um, uh, and then the dan danqian, the Chinese call. So it's all real similar. But, yeah, you that's where you're focusing the breath. That's where the breath is pulling, you know. So, like, you want to breathe deep abdominal here instead of high in the okay. chest. And the thing is, is if you – and honestly, it's like one of those weird things. Like, if you notice, like – that's how people breathe when they sleep, mm-hmm. not how they're yeah. supposed to breathe because okay. your, you're unconscious. Your body's breathing. Like if you see a baby sleep, you see the the stomach, you don't see him breathing from the chest. Yeah. And the thing that's weird is if once you get out of the practice of that high kind of chest breathing or, you know, uh, you realize how short you've been, how you've been shortchanging yourself, quality breath, you know, once yeah. you really start focusing on that deep abdominal breathing. And it's just, it's, you know um, you know a lot of benefits medically to that too and it's like i don't have anything uh, that people can like i don't have my uh, sources right. ready right yeah. now but like yeah just more oxygen more oxygenated blood you know that kind of thing you know and just and honestly just how how good does it feel to take a nice deep breath that was great you know exactly you know that's yeah. why they tell you man hold on like if you're stressed hey, take a deep breath right yeah. you know that's awesome so
0: which okay so you teach right so you teach yes. my class so which lineage or is it
1: lineage? Would I say lineage? Well, like, uh, so the the, st- the style we teach, uh, we have two disciplines at the school. Um, and one is a Korean art called Hanmudo that was founded okay. by Heung Kim. And it's a Korean art, and it's kicking and punching, joint locking, throwing, uh, the, key, the key breathing exercises, weapons, all that okay. really cool stuff. So it's like... So cool. But the cool yeah. thing is, is it's a very, even though we're talking about martial arts, you get a really amazing uh, kind of buffet of the korean culture which okay. is great you know okay um, and then the other style we there is the brazilian jiu jitsu which okay. is like throwing and grappling well, not a lot of not really no striking unless you're really working some like self defense stuff but okay. it's mainly you know subduing through you know pins holds submissions things like that yeah so forgive my lack of knowledge but like now do you have are you what like what level are you like a belt or is it a belt or yeah yeah um so uh, in the Korean system, uh, I have a third degree black belt in the Hanmudo system. <laughs> That's so amazing! Uh, okay, cool. I have a fourth degree black belt in the Korean art of Hapkido as well, which is okay. similar. But the main the difference between Hanmudo and Hapkido is uh, the Doctor Kim's the philosophy behind the arts, life in general, and just the order of techniques are a little different. You see a lot okay. of similar things, but it's it. Korean cousins, if you'd say, Um, and then I have a first degree black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu from the Machado lineage. I got my black belt from Carlos Machado and his brother Hegan gave me a first degree.
0: Okay, so I see on your Instagram and your Facebook that you
1: like uh, you give a lot of shots people on their birthdays and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. are those like some of your idols and things, or who oh, a- you worked with absolutely? Okay. Like uh, I mean, I'm always like Bert, like to legendary guys. I'm yeah. always <laughs> uh, but I've actually been on the mats with all five of the Machado brothers. Uh, really? They would uh, early in the game. They haven't done one in a long time, but they would do like the brothers camps. I was at like, the first one ever. Really? Uh, I mean, yeah, just to be and that's the one thing uh, yeah. back then was I was just like a white belt. But the main thing then, just like uh, now till this day, being on the mat with people like that, Machado brothers, uh, you know Heung Kim, any of these uh, these masters, just being around them just recharges your uh, batteries. Yeah. For you know, like say you get you you know you do something a lot, and mm-hmm. you're going to get burned out, no matter what it is, right? Yeah. So there's some times when you've been doing martial arts for a long time, and whether it's just a grind of teaching and just. Keeping every, making sure everybody's progressing because you know you worry about that. Making sure you, yeah. what you're doing is is benefiting people. You can get burned out, and then sometimes you just need to go recharge your batteries. You know, you go do a seminar, you go take a private, mm. um, you know, or you have a lot of times we'll have masters in for seminars, and just being on the mat is it just a great. Just being around the charisma and the personality, so and just awesome, yeah, dude. you just you just. Sh- so, are you going to go? So, when you go back home, like, will you go back to teaching or will you go yeah, back to like, teaching? Absolutely. Or um, both? Yeah. Well, I'll, you know, whenever I can get out and, and train and learn, you know, especially with, you know, uh, Master Machado or, you know, Grandmaster. Kim. Does he live in New Orleans? No. Uh, okay. So, he's in Dallas. Okay. And then, uh, but uh, Grandmaster Kim and the the World Hamudo headquarters is in Baton Rouge, which is not oh, very far no from New Orleans. So it's, re- it's a really quick trip to go just be on the mat with a lot of great technicians and just so get, awesome. you know, like I said, recharge the battery. You know, just how it is when you get on tour, You you know. You're feeling burned out, just playing or right. whatever it is, and the, the guys you're touring with, you know, yeah. they get, you know, we, there's such, so many good musicians on tour. You know, you see somebody just playing, you just being around them, jamming, and like say, same, same thing, recharge the batteries. So awesome! Yeah. That's so awesome. Well, hey, so sound is that going to be simple tour sound checking?
0: Uh, no, they're already done. Oh, okay, so uh probably the first band. It's were. probably yeah, the Art of okay. Shock. Oh, uh, well, okay, cool. well, before we get too loud, I, I just I. Well, first of all, thank you for your time and making this work. This is awesome. Oh, no Super problem, fun. man. Absolutely. It's just so good to see you guys, Absolutely. Too.
1: I haven't seen this in Portland, the Hoffman Theater in Portland, before the pandemic. Yeah. COC and... And you know, the funny thing is, is the last couple of years, literally, like, in everybody's mind, pretty much hasn't happened. Yeah. Because I have no concept of time anymore as far <laughs> yeah. as the past, because it's like, no. <coughs> to me, it's oh, still yeah. 2020. Yeah, you know? like sure, It's just sure. in that mindset, because, you know, those two years, we just... You know, wow. God lift them off the so mat. Weird, so, yeah, so weird. Well,
0: so to finish up, so last thing, uh, it's like the concept of like, yes, you play in a metal man, right? You're in a super heavy band, one of the heaviest bands in the world.
1: Well, thank you. You know,
0: straight up. And yes, I am biased because I'm a huge fan of your band. But at the same time, it's like you're a super heavy band. But then you have this other side of you that's super like discipline and focus and like that's what really got us here is watching your discipline and focus
1: and being like wow that's amazing i think i think one can't happen without the other okay you know okay you got to have fun and you got to be like you got to do your thing you got to be you like because i meet a lot of guys in the martial art world that um and it does happen there they feel like they have to be this perfect person Mm. they have to be this perfect like uh I don't know. They have to like fit into some sort of mold, okay. you know. And you know, I'm not Korean. I'm not Brazilian. Yeah. I, ne- I never will be. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No matter how hard I try, you know, okay. even if I learn the languages and all of that stuff, which one day that would be great as a as a sidebar, but it, it doesn't. It's irrelevant because I'll always be me. Yeah. And I think that's one of those things that like. Um, I'll notice, you know, a lot of guys, man, they just they kind of trying to find their way, whether it be music, martial arts, whatever it is, do your thing. Yeah. You know, don't worry about like what people are going to think about you um, if you maybe don't do something that that they do. You know, you're on a different path. You know, a lot of guys try to, um, you know, emulate the people that are doing, you know, whatever it is that they're, they're aspiring to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get a lot of, you know, like just a lot of drummers, you know, they try to be like they're. Yeah. Their original drummer, you know, and you get like, uh, you know, the guy that inspired them, you know, and then eventually you figure out, you know, the reason why they were who they were is because they were themselves. Yeah, always the special guys, you know, and just how many dudes you think about, like musically, have been like, oh, uh, you know, you start talking about a guy who was like a huge clone of another guy that was famous that's what the guy's going to be known for forever yeah. he can play all the guys licks perfectly but like he never played his own you know just like in the martial arts world and the guys that they do their best to want to be absolute clones of their their whoever founded their system or their master and they just they want to do just like they did but it's, it's not your path yeah. you know they did they, they did what they did you do what you do yeah you gotta like set your own blaze your own trail in your own way like what
0: you learn and make your own
1: that's yeah, awesome. yeah, and that's the whole thing. Like, we'll always uh, laugh, man, because a lot of times you'll—that's how you end up developing rapport with with a lot of people too. Just being yourself, you know. Yeah. You'll see sure. a lot of people rushing to you know pick up the master's bags and run them into the hotel, but while they're doing that, he turns around talking to the guys that he likes. You know, they're just cool. Yeah. You know, that's super cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. it, so that's you know like if you want to survive in anything you do, you just be yourself, and honestly. You know, people worried about getting, uh, you know, being ostracized or kicked out of a group for doing doing them. You you didn't belong there in the first place. Wasn't supposed to be fair. Wasn't for nope. you anyway. Not right? for you anyway, man. If you feel like you got to be somebody else to be around people, it's time to fucking go. To you go. know? Yeah. yeah.
0: Awesome. All right, man. Well, hey, Ooh, so man. Um, if I could if I could take one thing from that tidbit for like anger management or stress management, it'd be. The, the, would that be like the three or four, four part breaths so Like inhale it in, yeah, you know, it, and then
1: inhale it yeah. out. Pause, yeah, just you know, hold the breath for a second, let it out. I mean, that's that's the, the way I was I was taught. Yeah. There's so many different methods that, and they're all great. Yeah. And I guess the the main point is, no matter how you do it, just get that get that air going, nice, you know, nice and deep, right? Breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. It's really uh, that's the way to do it, man. And like honestly. You know, regardless of whether you want to get into the the minutia of, like, the breathing and what it does, you're just taking some time to take some mental inventory, Yeah, you know? Like, all right, you know, like, what's going on? I know this, I don't like what's going on, but let's figure out why I don't like it. That way I can try to figure out a solution, Yeah, you know? And like I said, full disclosure, like, I do this as much as I can, but there are times when, ah, you know, everybody, you know, because at the end of the day, we're all, we're human beings, you know, and we're not perfect, but... As long as you, if you try, you know, you're that much closer, you'll never be perfect, but you know, you just want to try to make yourself a little better each day. But, and that's day to day because we all have bad days too, you know, like, yeah. And it's to the point now where like, man, um, it used to not sink in as much, but like really when you have a really bad day, um, and it's helped me a lot, like in the past year or two, especially with the pandemic, um, I'll, you know, I'll do a little bit of, like, you know, kind of post-game analysis there. I'll wake up the next day and be like, man, I kind of feel like shit because I had a really bad day yesterday. Um, But why? You know, on top, it's like, okay, well, I had a really bad day because I was in a bad mood. You know, mm. why were you in a bad mood? You know, mm. obviously, you chose to stay there. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you know, and the biggest thing, too, is it's like it, it's frustrating to, when things happen that are out of your control. And that's generally what puts people in a real like, you know, <laughs> soak for the day. But it's like, you know, you really got to think about it like this. It's like, okay, this one thing happened, it's out of your control, but it's out of your control. It's like, yeah. fuck it. You just got to move on, man. And it's going to, you just have to, at, at that point, you just got to deal with the, whatever the the fallout is from it, you know, like work a day job. And like this dude, like totally bricked and for, you know, didn't, Send you what he was supposed to send you. So it sets you back. You're getting yelled at. It's like, but it's not, you know, it's out of your control. So all you can do is figure it out from there. But if you sit there focused on, oh, that fucking guy didn't send me. If that dude would have done what he was supposed to do. And it's like, you'll, but you'll say that shit all day. And then it'll turn into something else. Oh man, if I would have fucking left the office two minutes earlier, that guy wouldn't have cut me off. And yeah. it's like, the guy's already fucking gone. Just, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, but it's hard. Like I said, yeah. I, I find myself doing it, but that's how I like, I take that inventory and I'm like, you know, I find out that most of the time when I have a bad day, the reason it stays bad is because of me. Because mm-hmm. I'm focused on all this sh- the, the, and usually it's when you really break it down, it's one thing. So, Five minutes out of the 24 hours of your day, you know, some really dumb shit happened, you know, no, and, and like that's your whole day. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. know, like I said, it, it, it's one of these things I've really focused on in the last couple of years. We had a lot of time to kind of do a lot of inward work because yeah. everybody was alone, you know, but like, and I realized it's like, I really would like let some dude almost like cut me off, you know, cut me off, run me off the road, whatever. And like, I really let that sour an entire day and put me in a mood to where I would start creating other problems throughout the day. Something that would be just the most mild annoyance you almost would laugh at. But you're already in such a aggressive, like grindy type mood that you're just ready to pounce on everything. And it's like sometimes you kind of like, you know, short of actually doing it, like slap yourself in the face. You know, just, man. Yeah, is this really dollar worth? Dollar. If, you know, and then you like you start thinking about stuff we're talking about health and everything. And just stress, how bad stress. It's like it's like holding on to that shit. It's like drinking poison or like you know a ball of like we always joke like it's like a ball of barbed wire and you squeeze it you squeeze it harder. It's going to hurt you worse. Just let the fucking thing go. You know, <laughs> like I like that. You, you <laughs> know, like it's that. just one of those deals, you know, and uh, that that's really where I try to be every day, you know, and like I try really hard to let things, you know, just roll off, roll off your back. But, you know, and but it's difficult, you know, yeah. you feel like you when you just keep getting the one 2 punch all day. But that's when you just have to say like uh, whatever it is, even if you you just have to lie to somebody like, oh, hey, man, I got a really important call. I got to go take it. Even if you go in the other room, just turn around the corner and just like, just relax and, you know, Spot and on some center ground. Yeah. yeah, you know, and you'd be fine, you know. Yeah. If something else happens, like, whatever, you just got to roll with it. And at some point, you do have to just start, when things get so bad, you just have to start laughing because it's like, you know, you know what I mean? You yeah. have those days where just like shit keeps happening, you're just waiting for the camera crew to come out. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you're know? getting punked or something. <laughs> Where's Ashton? You know, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like waiting for him. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. So just uh, like, you just like you know, but uh, it's dude. just one of those things. Like I said, you just got to laugh. Like obviously, you know, whatever, whatever has whatever cards were dealt to me today. Somebody was having a joke, man. So like, let's just let's just go with it. Let's see, let's see. I like to call that the In is
0: like. Just find the positive in each situation and try to reflect on the positive, you know? And that's why I always say that. it's silly, but it's like, I'm always like fucking power positivity. You want to get yeah. frustrated, you know, but it's like, yeah, try to find the positive in the situation and then, you know, and then like one little positive,
1: it does the reverse domino effect. Perfect, perfect know? example. Like, like years ago, we were in Europe and, uh, the the local crew, um, they like, they weren't paying attention and they dropped something. I can't, like I said, it's been a while. I can't remember what it was, yeah. but it was like electronic stuff that really shouldn't have been hitting the floor and yeah. it fell from like off the stage and everybody was like, but instead of like freaking out over it, all I could do was laugh because um, there was like, a, like the, he was either the the monitor guy or the front of house mm-hmm. guy was behind the board and like, as he saw it happening, the look of just horror and just like, Oh my god! On his face was so fucking funny that like I couldn't even be mad. Like this thing could be absolutely smashed, broken, and it's going to be a huge headache if it is. But the look on that fucking guy's face, <laughs> what, like that—that's all I could think about, and that was the only thing that kept me from like just melting down. Just you know, just sometimes you got to do that. Like if there's something, you know, whether it's like you know the dark side of your sense of humor popping out or whatever you want to call it, it's just like even if it's something like kind of tragic if there's something funny that was involved like that you know the same thing you know whether it's positive or funny or anything that's going to keep you from just like instant like you know aneurysm yeah Yeah. exactly yeah because like you it's to the point now like you know i I can just i can literally just feel my blood pressure getting like hot about Mm -hmm. something and i'm just like Dude, like, stop. Let it go. Yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to let it go. Because it's like, like you said, it's not going to do you any good to hold no. on to it, man. No. Yeah. No. No. Hell yeah.
0: Well, Brunson, that's what's up. Dude. Absolutely, Ben. Really that's, that's, that's some really quality work someone like a crowbar fan or someone that could take and be like, I'm listening to this podcast. I want to hear Brunson talk. But, so I got some nuggets of, like, anger management, stress relief,
1: like, just breathing no, that's that's powerful, man. That's, that's yeah. powerful. And it's one of those things like I said, even if you don't if you're not into the science behind breathing or you don't respect yeah. any of that like the eastern philosophy, you're not into it, you think it's woo-woo or whatever, yeah. it's like, man, just give yourself a break. Go yeah. give yourself like a, the 10 count. If you want to relate it to sports, give yourself a stand eight, go get in the fucking corner, yeah. sit there, relax, you know. Because I mean, I, there's so many times where, like, because you can never take shit back. You know what I mean? You pop up and you go crazy on somebody, and you really say some shit you shouldn't have said, or maybe you do, like, get violent with somebody, or like whatever, man. Like, you could never take that shit back. Never going You know, and it's really not worth it. You know, and you don't. You know, you like I said, you get a lot. You you get a lot longer or get a lot farther with people in general if you just come at them the right way at first. You know, yeah, I love that. Now, sometimes it, you know it can get squirrely after that, yeah. and then you know that's on them. Yeah. you know, but it's just one of those things that, like, and just uh, I think a lot of it now, like, people just need to get like, uh, you know, we just got to get back to just basics. You know, we've been the last couple of years, everybody's been told to stay away from each other, yeah. and just it's 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 you know everybody you know and for you know a lot a lot of people that love their personal space and introverts like yes this is our time to shine you know. But, you know, when it uh, it gets back to it at the end of the day, you know, um, just think about it like this. Uh, I don't know a single person that like has ever come back from like a grocery store and been like, you know what, man, that person was so nice and awesome, but I'm having the worst day. You know, just having like a good positive interaction randomly with somebody lifts your spirits yeah I agree and it's been like so many times like you said like you go around the corner of the grocery and the guy's like hey man you know he's just in a good mood hey how you doing today man oh cool oh I love these drinks man I drink like three of them a day whatever you know like he's just he's having a good time so he's passing the vibe on to you and it's like all right, I didn't expect to come in here and like you know some dudes are just in a you know so it's just one of those things, and I know everybody's got their own temperament. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it, it's kind of asinine to sit there and tell somebody, "Oh man, you should smile and walk around smile." Ah oh man, telling people to do that shit when that's not, not them—it's just. It's weird, Because you know, me, like, you know, I walk around and some people, like, I'll get messages from fans sometimes. Like, man, I wanted to come talk to you, but you didn't look like you wanted to be taught. Like, I'm not one of those guys that walks around smiling and stuff like that. I'm just kind of – but, like, the second somebody comes up to me and we start talking, you know, it's like, oh, man, it's all good, you know. Um, but it just – it's one of those things, you know, if you can have a positive interaction with somebody or just any of that stuff throughout the day, you know, just like you said, focus on the positive things, you know? Dude, you it's so much easier to focus on the positive, dude. Like, I
0: should not say easier, but it's, it's, I feel like it's more beneficial to be like, that sucks, but guess what? We got this out of it. Yeah. You know, or like whatever it is, you yeah. know, or I don't know, like. Silly shit, like back in the day, like our, we always had van troubles. Like getting, yeah. getting to shows. That's touring these, 101 stuff, dude.
1: man. Yeah. But it'd
0: be like, i be like, power positivity, we're like, gonna get there, we get there, we, and I always be like,
1: power positivity, we get to play a rock show with our best friends or like, not. Yeah, and it's like, there's so many more positives. Or like, like, yeah, say you're having a really hard time getting to a gig, whether it's road closures or mechanical trouble or yeah. just whatever. Uh, when you get there, people are super stoked that you finally made it. You're yeah. like, all right, well, yeah, this is place to be. Yeah. Or just, just a
0: simple fact of like the fact that you get to go on stage with your like best friends. Yeah. You
1: get to make That's a the lot best of shit in the You world. Get to make noise, express yourself. Dude. Speaking of which I words, am pumped to see you guys tonight. Well cool fun, man. man. Yeah it's gonna be a good one. Like the shows are great, you know, and the tour has been great and I think everybody I, everybody that comes out has been having an awesome time. It's awesome. So That's awesome. yeah I think we're we're gonna be pretty packed in here tonight. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Alright so hey real
0: quick I want I'm gonna give you a quick shot just to make sure I don't fuck it up. So, everybody, if you haven't gotten it yet, get the zero and below record. Yes. It's heavy. I listen to it in the way here. It makes me pumped. It actually kind of reminds me of Broken Glass a little bit. Okay, but, cool. But that's
1: just me. But that's me. Hey, everybody's got like the one thing it reminds them of. So apparently we hit, we struck a few like old school chords. Dude, dude, there's like on the second song, there's like, you know, on Broken Glass, how it's like
0: gun, gun, gun. And you're, you're going do it four, three, and then two. two. Yeah. And then I think you go, then you're going to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, go- I think on the the second song on this on this on new record, I was like, wait, that kind of reminds me of that part.
1: We got some similar stuff on yeah, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love that shit, dude! I love. I it. didn't really think, but that's the thing. I didn't really think about it until you mentioned it. You know? <laughs> yeah, dude, I love it, dude. So I I tell, it. eventually, like eventually, everything sounds like everything. There's, we're only dealing with twelve notes, you know? So yeah, like,
0: yeah, but you guys playing
1: really well, man. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, hey, Matt Brunson, it's an
0: absolute pleasure. Absolutely, thank you so man. much for having me, for coming to the very first. Power of Positivity podcast. Well, I'm I'm
1: glad honored right. to be the first one, man. It's awesome. Hopefully, hopefully, it'll be one of many that I do. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I'll come back and revisit this every once in a while. Yeah, for sure. for sure, for sure, for sure. And then I think
0: you might have to teach me some stuff about martial arts. I will. Well, I will. All right, folks, uh, you witnessed the very first Power of Positivity podcast with Nick Harris, with Matt Brunson. Thank you, my very much, my friend. Awesome. By the Nakoma Record. Peace. Hope you enjoyed listening to Matt as much as I did. If there's anything from this episode I can leave you with, it's this. The one thing that we have control over is how we react to situations. When something happens, when someone says or does something that pisses you off, can you take the extra five seconds to ask yourself this? Is it worth me getting involved? Or as Matt said, is it worth me popping off? It can save us a lot of stress. It can save us a lot of trouble to take those extra few moments. To make conscious choices. In my own life, for example, when someone makes some kind of racist comment or makes some kind of a judgment about me, instead of me being like, what the fuck did you just say? I take the extra five seconds to think. I have no idea what is going on in that person's life. I have no idea what triggered that person to say whatever they said. At any rate, it's not my problem. And I give that person my positive energy. I smile. I ignore it. I don't feed into it. There's no point. Me feeding into it's not good for that person, nor is it good for me. I'm so incredibly grateful to have Matt on the podcast to share his time and share his story. For taking the time before a show in beautiful LA. It was super sunny that day. It was nice that it was like the most perfect weather ever. But of course, I'm super grateful for the fact that he came to share his wonderful story, to shine his light and to show others how he shows up in the world. Thank you so much for listening to the Power of Positivity Podcast. Sending you all peace, love, joy, and happiness to you and your families. Take care, friends. Cheers. The stories we share on the POP Podcast are real stories from real people who've dealt with real struggle in their lives. We think it's important for you to hear that you aren't alone in whatever you might be struggling with in your own life. It's important to know that you are heard, you are seen, and you are loved. It's imperative to know that you can do all the things you want to do. It's absolutely imperative to know that happiness and success are available to all, including you, especially you. This message is for you to hear. So if you're struggling today, if you're feeling low or alone, I invite you to start to change your perspective to a more positive mindset. Sure, easier said than done, right? I totally get that. Allow me to share two simple things that have helped me to find the positive in my life when I'm going through a hard time. First, I invite you to set three positive intentions today using the I am statement. For example, I am getting into bed by 10 p.m. tonight. Or, I am letting go of the things that do not serve me. Or it can be as short as, I am worthy. I invite you to say your intentions aloud in the morning when you wake up. The second is this. I invite you to write down three things you are grateful for at night before you go to bed. Three gratitudes. Give it a week. See how you feel afterwards. See if you start to feel a positive shift in your life. I invite you to do these things because these are a part of the own, my own work, the own things that I did in my own life, part of my own process. Not to say that my process is the best or the only way but it could be a good place to start with. Like the great songwriter Phil Lynott from Thin Lizzy said, you can do anything you want to do. It's not wrong what I sing, it's true. You can do anything you want to do. Do what you want to. If you want to learn more about how to set intentions using the I Am Statement, check out the information available on my website, www.nick.com wharris.com, N-I-C-K-W-H-A-R-R-I-S.com. Thank you very much for listening, friends. See you again the next time. Cheers.